Hey everybody, how's it going? Josh here. Yeah, so this is the return of Super Friends. Wow, it's been a while. It's been a brick, as they say. It's been a few months, I think, at least like a, a good half year or so, I would say. Um, but it's it's definitely good to be back. We have some good topics. Luckily, during that time, Super Friends wasn't really recording or anything like that. There wasn't that much DC news also, so it's not like we missed a whole lot, which is kind of sad to say. But at the same time, it's really awesome because now that we're coming back also seems to coincide with a bunch of DC stuff happening because they launched their streaming app, the Aquaman movie came out, broke a billion. So like now it's it's a good time to be back if yeah. there was one. You're right about that. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of good content um, going on with DC right now. Um, they're in a they're in a weird place too. While they're also like in a good position, you know, with this, like you said, with the success of Aquaman, and um, sort of like a a really unknown property in Shazam, that was you know he was really popular back in the day, but he sort of like really tapered yeah. off now. Like he was like didn't they say he was bigger than Superman at one point? Like yeah, so I'm I'm a huge Shazam Captain Marvel fanboy. Anyone who's been on the channel for a long time knows that uh like originally when the channel first got started out with like comic book verses and stuff like that as soon as cj joined literally that first one was thor versus captain marvel mm -hmm. and i even did a video saying like why captain marvel's like more powerful than superman and all that stuff like i'm just a huge captain marvel fanboy uh but yeah in like the golden age of comics he outsold superman and he was actually the first superhero to fly that's pretty dope that's really dope but yeah and there's a common misconception. I just got to put it out there because there's a common misconception that Fawcett Comics lost the lawsuit against DC Comics regarding like Superman and Captain Marvel and which one was infringing on the other. And they did rule that Captain Marvel was not infringing upon Superman, even though there were similarities. The thing, though, was that Fawcett Comics ran out of business. So DC just bought all those characters and properties. Yeah, just wanted to clear that up. Good little history lesson. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, to say all of that is just really just to like hit home the fact that they are in a good position, but they're also in a weird one. Um, I think Shazam, it's going to be a good test. Um, and it's like I know people keep saying that, and I'm not one of the fans that really falls under that umbrella that constantly saying, "Oh, the next movie's a test. The next movie's a test." I just think this one's a test because this is the first time we've seen this character. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. We haven't had that. No, we haven't like had that since Suicide Squad, where we've seen fresh new characters. You get what I'm saying? Um, because you know Aquaman yeah. had his appearance in BVS and in Justice League before his movie, and same thing with Wonder Woman. So um, it's a good time, man. So 2019 is going to be a very intriguing year for DC. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we had an editorial um, a while ago go up, which was like. It was basically how like Shazam is like really important because I talk a little bit about it how it could be the first real pseudo legacy character of sorts because they have already said in interviews and stuff like that that Billy Batson kind of looks up and almost kind of tries at a certain point to I guess base how he is as Shazam as a superhero off of Superman a little bit between like the flying and stuff like that like Superman is just like an idol you know like an icon that like Billy looks up to. And it helps that Shazam has similar abilities. So I'm really curious to see if Shazam does well, will they do that with other characters in the future? Like will Green Lantern kind of really take more advantage of how Jordan being a veteran and all that stuff? Or will they maybe be more shy about having 
you know, the more rookie and the vet, and maybe we'll get a Shazam Superman team up, or, you know what I mean? Like, there's just a lot of possibilities you can have. But getting into the first topic, a TV show that a lot of people thought would never come back came back. Yes. And that show is Young Justice. And it's and it's which, better than ever. Um, yeah, finally mm. not, you know... They're not bound by toy sales. They're not bound by so whatever so crazy cocaine that Cartoon Network was snorting that made them cancel all their good shows. Because for a while, and this is like a, this is what blows my mind. For a while, there's like a golden age of DC animation mm-hmm. with like Justice League, Static Shock. For a Shock, while. Like a Batman while. Beyond. Yes. Yes. Like DC, the DC animated universe was kicking ass everywhere. And then that ended, but it did like a natural end. So like it was everything was all good. But then they entered like they entered a new age, like a new dawn of great animated content with like Young Justice and the Green Lantern animated series. And then and, like, even uh, Brave and the Bold, you know? Yeah, Batman the Brave and the Bold, which took me some time to get like to mm-hmm. warm up to, but eventually I did warm mm-hmm. up to it, and I really came to appreciate it. And even the Batman when it came out wasn't super bad. Like I can see what they were going yeah. for. Yeah, they were sort of. Yeah, but, I remember when that came out and um. It was sort of, kind of, but not really playing off the Nolan verse because it came out at the same time. Yeah, and that was when that weird Batman embargo stuff was going on. Um, yeah, man, the the but the then Batman, with Teen Titans yeah, the go. Batman ended up being a little bit better than I um, than I expected it to be. <laughs> yeah, I think I liked it more so just because we got more character exposure to minor like villains and stuff like that. You usually, don't see. And that's actually what the creators of the show were saying. Like they wanted to use like Mr. Pig and all that stuff, all those different obscure characters that are usually overlooked because people go to like the Penguin or Killer Croc or like you know the Joker and Harley Quinn. They go to all those characters first uh, instead of like people like Mr. Pig. Even though Mr. Pig by himself is still a pretty like crazy character, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I just I thought it was some pretty cool stuff. They also were using Katana more, and it just. We were, we were we had some good potential there, and Young Justice was definitely paving the way off of the back of Green Lantern, the animated series, so I feel like that show did a lot of the heavy lifting for people to like really, you know, give the new DC shows a chance, because that show was fantastic. Mm-hmm. But Young Justice unfortunately got canceled and came back, and I was like, pretty much, I'm besides Titans, I'm pretty sure, even more so than Titans, I'm pretty sure Young Justice is the front runner kind of dragging the other content pieces across in the DC uh, universe streaming site, because I, I can't think of anything more exciting to get that service for than young justice besides maybe Titans, which was surprisingly really good. Yeah. But. Yeah. See, that's the thing too. People were arguing, well, why didn't they start, you know, launch the streaming service with young justice. And I get both sides, you know, I get the side that people say that they should have started with that, but I also feel like, if they, because the way that they have it paced out now is perfect. Titans ended, Young Justice started. Young Justice gonna go on its mid-season break. Doom Patrol is gonna start. Doom Patrol is gonna finish, and then the second half of Young Justice is gonna come back. So there's original content that they have paced out, and they've done it well so far. So I think Titans was a strong thing to start with, and then you get back to the the thing that everybody wants, while also dropping in some a new TV show for a bunch of characters that people just fell in love with in Titans. You know what I mean? Um, the, 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 the challenge for the DC app is going to be, um, and then we'll get, we'll get back to young justice, but the, but the challenge for the DC app is going to be post young justice. Um, cause I don't know if swamp thing will be ready by then, 
you know, we'll see. But yeah, no, but Vandal Savage has definitely kind of made a comeback of sorts on Young Justice. He was in the previous shows, but even with his involvement with the light, if not really leading the light, a lot of people kind of slept on him as a villain, I think. And definitely this newest season of Young Justice has kind of made people wake up a little bit about Vandal Savage. I keep seeing places online saying he's been underused until now and things like that. But like, what do you think? Well, I think that... Um mainly Young Justice has really done a good job of they're doing what the comics should be doing and basically what the comics are doing is um, they're not what the comics were doing but what they should have been doing is using their main villains like their not their main villains their I guess the word I use is God level villains sparingly because they've started to like with the New 52 and even that weird transitional period after the New 52, they sort of overused Dark Side. Um, Vandal Savage was sort of thrown to the side. I'm not even sure if he was in the New 52. Um, and if he was, he wasn't in one of the main comics because I read most of those. Um, you know, so Vandal Savage, like like Young Justice is doing what, they're, what they should be doing, using their like God level villains and characters sparingly. And that's key because when they show up in episodes like we have had this week um, with the with the first episode from this week, Evolution, it just goes to show how important of a character he is that either, I don't know if people at DC have forgotten, well, clearly they haven't because um, Greg Wiseman is doing a great job with him, but I think that the, that the normal, that the casual DC fan sort of forgets about Vandal Savage. You know, they think about Darkseid, they think about Joker, um, you know, all the heavy hitters. Vandal Savage himself is a heavy hitter, and Young Justice is showing why. Um, you know, the first two seasons, he was really sort of just the, how do I put it? He was almost like the Thanos in those first two seasons. Like, we see him, but he just do a lot of talking, a lot of standing around, and a lot of um, directing traffic. Like, you know what I mean? Like, making all the pieces move with the light um, and everything else that they needed to happen for their plan to be successful. That was the first two seasons. And yeah. this episode right here, Evolution is absolutely phenomenal. They really do you'd think that the story of Vandal Savage, you couldn't you couldn't you could only see that story in so many ways. You know, we know about him being um, you know, one of the first humans and he sees the rock fall from the sky and and in some iterations he goes to the rock and it was warm. And that's how he used to he slept by the rock so it could keep him warm. Then when he woke up, that's when he had the powers. But they continue to take these take take these beats and these points in his story and they expand on them. Like they don't just make him a figure that has lived a long time and he's been a powerful figure through all these different eras, centuries and you know, all these different time periods, he is the, the essential figure in our history. And when I say our history, I'm speaking as like, you know, we're the earth and we're in the Young Justice universe. He is a key piece to humankind's existence, to the metahuman's existence. He is the granddaddy of the metahumans. That's what they establish here in evolution. He is the first metahuman. And every other metahuman after him is essentially a descendant of Vandal Savage. So basically the episode is there's an invasion coming to Earth. And as we know, the Justice League is off. Well, half of the members of the Justice League are off in space doing their goodwill tours, you know, trying to 
right the wrongs that they caused, but they didn't really cause back in the first two seasons. And the only leaguers that are left on earth aren't any really heavy hitters, not anybody that can defend an invasion. So as the synopsis says, earth must rely on its first greatest and last hero, Vandal Savage. Um, So Vandal calls Lex and he's talking about the invasion and Lex is like, well, what are you going to do? And he says, well, I can't, you know, the, the, the Green Lantern Corps is busy. The Justice League is busy. I have to deal with it myself. And we see that he now is the controller of War World, which I think that we see because I'm sort of doing like a rewatch between season two. Yeah, we, we see him get it. I, I think we see him get we it. We do in see him two. get it in season two. And so he's the he's the controller of World War now. And what's important is he's not using it for evil. He's using it to protect Earth, to protect our galaxy. So he takes the World War, he goes out, and he meets the fleet, and he starts demolishing the fleet. And in the middle of the fleet, I mean, sorry, and in the middle of the battle, we see that there is another attack happening from the other side of the, um, of the star system. So someone knows, and he says that someone, whoever is attacking, they know that World World cannot be in two places at once. Um... You know, and, and also to go along with this episode, two important characters that are threads and help weave and tell the story of Vando Savage is his daughter Cassandra and another character named Olivia. No, sorry, Olympia. Olympia. So Cassandra is the one that's telling the story of Vando Savage because Olympia gave her the book. And she's the one that's been recording these stories down and basically mapping out the history of Vando Savage. So we get to the point now where the attack is happening from both sides of the star system. And Vandal Savage says, I'm going to need to call in some help. And, <laughs> oh, man, I'm sorry. It's, 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 it's just a really good episode. Then we go back in time. Another flashback to now Vandal Savage is Genghis Khan. They make him Genghis Khan in the Young Justice universe. So he's one of Earth's greatest warriors. He now has two sons, and they also have powers. And Young Justice does their own version of a history lesson. This history lesson is... What's the word I'm looking for? This is anything that... Anything and everything that a DC fan could dream of. It's Because it's not a big, elaborate action piece as you'd think it would be. It's just still images. That's how they use... That's, that's what they use to tell his story. It's still images. And we see Darkseid and Apocalypse invaded Earth thousands and thousands of years ago. And, of course, we were easily defeated. But Darkseid was impressed by Vandal Savage and his son's abilities. So Darkseid and Vandal Savage have made a pact now that they will rule the galaxy together. And until the galaxy is defeated, sorry, once the galaxy is defeated, once every world, every universe, every planet has been conquered, then Earth and Apocalypse will duke it out, winner take all. It's a perfect way to use Darkseid. Um, because, as you know, I'm going to let you jump in here in a second, Josh. I'm, I'm, I know I'm taking the point on it, but... Um, no, you're good. I'm, I'm letting you just... It's, it's, it's a huge thing because this is how Darkseid should be used. You know, he should not be popping up every now and event now and again just to invade Earth with the parademons. Oh, I'm going to take over Earth just because I can take over Earth. No, he's taking over 
and it's and it's a different way that they that they go about it is because he's not just conquering these planets because he wants to. He's adding them to his collection, and he's continuing on throughout the universe, sort of almost like how not necessarily the same way that Brainiac does it. Like he's not shrinking the cities, but he's still adding planets, people, and all these different life beings to his collection so that they can all be under the rule yeah. of Darkseid. And when they when Darkseid first appears in this episode, when we see Vandal call him, it's bone chilling because one, this is the first time we've seen him since the cliffhanger of season two. Two, there's no music. It's like there's a there's a score playing under the scene as it happens, but it's nothing like as epic and grandiose as you expect it to be when you see Darkseid. It's very silent. And when he asks for help, Darkseid just turns around and he looks at him. And then they cut to a they cut to his daughter and she doesn't want to look Darkseid in the eye. She sort of looks down, but she doesn't want to show weakness. She looks back up and then when you cut back to Darkseid and he says, Our agreement allows you to ask this favor. The forces of apocalypse are now yours to command. And that's it. That's that's literally it. Vandal gets up and he he says, Your benevolence and wisdom continues to strengthen this relationship, Lord Darkseid. And he says, Indeed, Savage, indeed. This is Darkseid. This is how Darkseid should be written. Young Justice has, I'm not going to say cracked the code, but they've gone back and they found new ways to make Darkseid threatening. They found new ways to weave him into our history while also bigging up Vandal Savage. And I've just loved everything that they've done so far. I've watched this episode evolution twice, um, twice. I watched it twice that night and I've watched it three times since then. I've watched this episode five total times and it's, it's that good. The storytelling, the way that they pace everything, the things that it does for the universe is huge. I've never seen anything like this done in animation. You know, young justice is taking a lot of leaps and they're doing it. Well, they're not just throwing stuff out there. This stuff was planned and everything's being pieced together beautifully, like where this should be. This might be the best cinematic universe. This isn't cinematic because it's not a movie, but this is a damn good universe. This might be the best version of the DC universe we've seen in quite some time. And I'm willing to go out on a limb personally and say how much I love this to the point that I think that this might be my favorite DC story. See, like the whole Young Justice story, season one all the way up until now. Its story is amazing. It, it expands the universe. It respects the universe. And there's a love and attention to detail put into every character and everything that they do. So, yeah, I, I don't know what else to ask out of them, but, they, but they're continuing to give me stuff that I didn't even know I wanted. Continuing to show me different stories and introduce new characters for me to fall in love with and they've just done a great job so far um i'm sad that this that this upcoming weekend is going to be a mid-season break a long mid-season break but damn it's a lot of great stuff that they've set up man you gotta watch it josh you gotta watch it no yeah i definitely need to catch up i mean you can just hear you can hear the excitement and like how much you liked it like as you're talking about it and like I definitely do. Actually, a funny thing, and this is a really bad segue, but still a segue. I finally caught up on a DC uh, property, which was Aquaman movie. I finally got to see it, and I really liked it. Honestly, like I can see why it did as well as it did. I mean, there's like a few things I might have changed. I guess you could say, potentially, it was probably my favorite DC movie since Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. I would say. I mean, 
just because Wonder Woman, I really liked how it was different than I expected mm-hmm. it would be. Well, plus, um, well, plus, Woman plus that's not that me. hard because I'm because I know for a fact you didn't like Justice League, so that's not that hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like the original ideas mm-hmm. for Justice League. The more I hear mm-hmm. about them, but like, yeah, the final product you could definitely tell it was kind of butchered yeah. here and there. But with Aquaman, I mean, I just I really liked how they did it. I liked how they. They didn't go full on like super political, like you know, like Black Panther kind of went more. Like I like how they didn't go as heavy into certain things like Black mm-hmm. Panther did. I like that Aquaman allowed itself to go into some things, but still kind of remain relatively lighthearted. Now I'm really curious to see if in a sequel they explore his lack of political education mm-hmm. uh, in ruling a whole kingdom or I guess seven kingdoms. As they or, should. That's that's a storyline that they um, that really they seven, that they should absolutely pay attention to and that they should focus on. I'd like to see Arthur learn yeah, how to but become a king. They dropped the ball, in my opinion, on him. Like when he was kind of standing over Orm and like you know during the final battle, I thought they were gonna remake from the New Fifty Two storyline the whole epic moment where he goes like I am your king and he like has a trident and like lightning strikes the trident and like like it's a really epic moment, but they don't do it unfortunately. But honestly, like, shout-outs to the, like, I, I feel like people don't realize how hard it is to do special effects and animate underwater. That was one of the reasons why Pacific Rim usually took place at night to make it easier for the animators for the water scenes and stuff like that. But, like, the fact that Aquaman was left off the Oscar nomination, but Winnie the Pooh was on it. Like, don't get me wrong, that was good special mm-hmm. effects, yeah. But it wasn't nearly as tedious for the animators, and it wasn't nearly as difficult and as daunting of a task as, like, Black Panther, I can see why, because they had a lot of special effects with Wakanda. I can I can totally get that. For Infinity War, Thanos alone, I can understand why you would want to put it in there for special effects. But come on, you can't not include Aquaman for everything they did between making Atlantis everything they did from the various CGI-related creatures. I mean, I don't know if, it, if Aquaman was nominated for costume design because I was more more so paying attention to the visual effects nominations. But at the same time, Aquaman better have a costume nomination because I know Suicide Squad got one. Suicide Squad like won. Nice costume Suicide and Squad won. <laughs> yeah. So if Suicide, if Suicide Squad could win Best Costume and Makeup, there's no way in hell Aquaman shouldn't win Best Costume and Makeup. Because I know the trench characters were touched up with CG, but they're primarily like a costume, and the same with the fishermen yes, people. The, yes, that the, was primarily exactly. prosthetics and stuff. And the so fishermen, like the, the queen and the princess that we see in the movie, their their whole face—that's all makeup. That's all practical work, and it's damn good. It's it's damn yeah, so good. I don't. I don't want to hear that slander of like the movie didn't belong in an Oscar nomination. Not nah, it did. It definitely belonged a lot more than a lot of other movies did. And that's for sure. I mean, just look at the movies in the past that have won mm-hmm. that award category. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still mixed on Black Panther. I know it's a DC podcast, but I'm still mixed on Black Panther being on the Best Picture category because I know it's well, not. I was, win it. Well, I was. So we'll it's see almost that like, too, and it shouldn't have been on the VFX shortlist. It shouldn't have been because, like, what at the point that it was, I don't. I can't remember if it still is now. Um, I'm, I'm yeah. pulling up the list now. I'm really happy for right. the movie though, but it just it always upsets me when they put it on there. Like, I feel like. It's like a token nomination. Mm. 
but they're just doing it to do it. Like, they don't actually seriously... It's not a contender, you know what I mean, with, like, other best picture movies. Like, you know the Oscar bait movies are going to win, like, uh, the Bradley Cooper movie or the Bohemian Rhapsody movie. Like, even if those movies weren't pound for pound in some people's Mm -hmm. eyes better, it's it's Oscar bait half the time. Like, you know they're going to win, but... it's not so so makeup and hairstyling is neither Aquaman or Black Panther. Since since you brought it up, I figured I'd keep that thread going. Um, yeah, costume design. What you're telling costume me? Costume design is Black Panther, and you tell me Aquaman's Aquaman, not in any of these. Is it because any of these? Is it because it doesn't qualify for this year's I don't Oscars know. It, it or something like qualify. that? That's the only thing I could think of. I mean, I would think it would qualify, Dude, it, but to be left it, it, off of makeup and costume, it qualifies like, because Spider Verse is nominated for stuff. You know what I mean? So it's not even the time that it came out. It qualifies. I just think it's weird. Like I remember, the WB they not submitted. submitted. I just, so, I just like, can't I, understand. Early on, I found out. Well, I heard that they didn't submit it, and I heard a lot of people telling me yeah. like they just didn't submit it, and I find that hard to believe. But then I did a little more digging. They did submit the movie. They submitted it. I just I don't see how it didn't make the short list. I don't get it. I mean that's just that's just Academy bias yeah. against I guess superhero movies because I mean like Aquaman is not going to win Best Picture, but that's not also what it was made right. for. It was made to be an enjoyable movie, which I think a lot of people get confused. Like not every movie has to be like an Oscar drama Best Picture. Like sometimes you just want an enjoyable piece of escapism. But like honestly, like how do you do that? Like honestly, like I'm not even. I'm not even who you would call like a DC fanboy. Like my top two out of three characters are DC characters, yeah. And I want DC to succeed all the time, of course. Like I love competition. I I want, you know, Superman, and of course like Shazam to be good movies because like those are really popular characters. I like to see them do done well. But like to leave them off, like that's just really like I, I can't believe it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you know, and like like you said, this is the DC podcast. Shout out to Black Panther for getting his nominations. I feel like. Coogler more than anything was the snub I feel like even if he wasn't going to win I feel like he could have got nominated as opposed to Black Panther being nominated for best picture um, but you know I hope it wins costume design just to put on you know for put on for that movie and put on for comic book movies so I hope it wins costume and production design yeah Black Panther had really good and she's a legend design. too She, um, uh, Ruth E. Carter I believe is her name off the top of my head, Ruth E. Carter. She is legendary. And her work... Yeah, that movie had a pretty... Uh, not star study, but it had a pretty talented behind-the-scenes like production. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ruth E. Carter is her name, and she's legendary. She's very talented, and I hope she wins. Um, she did, She put a lot of work into this movie, and she, she did a damn good job. Um, but yeah, so... It's yeah. my little... Yeah. It's a shame, though, Aquaman. I'm, I'm more mad... Like I'm less mad about the, I guess, mm-hmm. makeup... And I'm less mad about the special effects as mad as I am about the costume design. Because I honestly think that Aquaman had, like, that, it's just, like, the amount of prosthetic and, like, maybe that is more makeup, I guess. But, like, it's just the fact that it has none of those, it just baffles me. Yeah, because it it deserves it easily. It easily deserves it. I mean, if you saw the movie, like, the costume work Mm -hmm. was beautiful. I mean, like for sure between all the characters like they they had a good blend of faithfulness to the comics mm-hmm. and also doing something that was its own thing of course but i just can't like when you have people like the fishermen and the mm-hmm. trench and you like like i know all those characters are probably touched up by cg of course especially the trench characters 
But the fact that they were that actually, just plays like, more into the visual effects. People argument. in costumes that just plays more into the visual effects. Yeah, argument. like just kills mm-hmm. me. Like Atlantis was beautiful and it was underwater and like, ah, oh, I just can't. And see, the thing too is about the costume design, and I'm glad you're focusing on that. The costume design part is key because, and I'm not turning this into the, you know, the, the typical DC Marvel thing, but like we know that Marvel likes to do, like the spider suit, for example, they love slapping CG over that. Now. Each suit, this just goes to show that making these costumes isn't and making them wearable for live action and for the camera to for everything to move properly. It's not easy. It just goes to show that not everybody can do it well. You know what I mean? So like if you look at the Aquaman suit, like if you just look at a movie image of him, you see that it's skin tight, it's form fitting and the scales. There's like no creases. If you look at the actual suit, the production suit. Um, if you go watch the B-roll footage, they have so like in his elbow, sort of like where his joints are, like the elbows, um, like the like the, yeah, the breastplate. Right? It's it's broken up in small pieces, and there's green dots just in those. Yeah, that's what Winter Soldier's yes. arms like. Yes, that's exactly how Winter Soldier's arm is, and Iron Man's mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, and they just awesome. put in pieces here and there just to make it just to cover in the scales. And I honestly feel like. The fact that they were able to make it's that the little suit things. glow and every light hit off of it and reflect beautifully and perfectly underwater, it looks like the comic book. Because you know how in the comic books they draw it to where it looks like it's shimmering and it looks like lights reflecting off yeah. of it. Every single light, every single bit of light that happens in that final battle reflects off that suit beautifully. It's yeah. I mean, it just it just gets me. I mean, like. Yeah, you can argue Aquaman had some scenes, of course. I mean, every movie has a scene that's heavy CG where it's like the CG is not the best. Like for Aquaman, you could argue that fight scene between him and Orm in the Ring of Fire. You know, sometimes the audience was looking kind of like, you know, computer generated. But also the same thing for the Black Panther versus Eric Killmonger fight scene at the end mm-hmm. when they're in the vibranium mine. You know, that kind of had some iffy CG. No, that was that was that was Spider Man's bro. I'm a I'm a black I'm a black yeah, Spider Man. That was more than iffy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you had the yeah, the Spider Man suit at times looks very CG as well. I mean, I definitely think Infinity War belo- belongs Agreed. on that list because like that I mean, it's hard to argue when you see like how they did Thanos and everything. On top of everything else, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, you can't argue that. But the fact that they left Aquaman off that list is a crime. I can understand them, you know, shortchanging Aquaman on Golden Globes, because the Golden Globes is just for people to, like, get themselves right, off on. Right. But, like, the Oscars, like, come on, man. Like, that's... It just, and it just, it it sort of, it downplays, like, when you look at the big picture, yes, like, yes, ILM worked on both. Hell, ILM worked on Solo, it worked on Infinity War, and it worked on, um, I think it worked on Ready Player One, too. You know, so it's like, you look at the big picture, and it's like, you might think, oh, well, ILM's not missing out on anything. But it's like, these are different people, different houses within that, under that branch of ILM that work on these movies. Like, not to say that some people aren't double dipping, but different people are working on Aquaman that worked on Infinity War, and that worked on um, Ready Player One. It's like, it's all under the same house, but... There's a lot of people that work on this stuff, and they put in a lot of time. And it's like when you watch the movie, yeah, you get, that's what kills you get why James Wan didn't want to show anything yet. He's like, y'all just wait, because if I put out a if I put out a trailer right now, no matter how good it is, y'all are going to talk about the effects. 
You know what I mean? So that's why I love the fact that he waited. It's just because this is an art form. And this is an art form that these yeah. people should be nominated for their work in Aquaman. Yeah, it just it, it kills me also because, yeah, like a lot of times you get your best visual effects work, not in like a Titanic movie, not in like, you know, a biopic movie, but usually you get it in these big blockbuster like Aquaman, Infinity War, Black Panther, like those type of movies are where you those artists really get their work in, but also where they should get their most validation mm-hmm. for the work. And that's not even just that's not even a campaign for superhero movies. That's just yes. in general. I mean, you can't argue me that a movie like Aquaman has less special effects work. First than, man, like, that's on you know, there. First man, first man's on the list. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm sure First Man has some green screen mm-hmm. scenes, but it ain't no Jungle Book. All right, like let's not act like you know, like Jungle Book. If Jungle Book, for example, was left off of like you know best special effects list, I would be the same way upset, mm-hmm. just like I am with Aquaman, because it's like. It's a it's a crime, honestly. I think we both are in agreement. Aquaman got snubbed. Yeah, because it's like that's, that's because a, that's, it's, like, yeah. it's like they did multiple. Like, there's a lot of things that they do in it too, where it's not just one thing. It's not just green screen and we created a world. It's like they did that. The hair, the the time and care that it took to just get the hair right, and then Jason Momoa had a beard. That took a long time. It's like they do that. They use de-aging technology on Nicole Kidman and um, Tamora Morrison, his parents. They use de-aging tech. They build worlds. Um, they have to CG the hair, CG on top of prosthetics. It's a lot that they do. You know what I mean? It's not just one thing that they're doing where they're just creating a world and they create a big CG villain. It's a lot that they did. You know, And it just sucks that their work isn't getting you know, getting the proper recognition, whether it wins or whether it won or not, just to get nominated is, is a big deal. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's nice to have that sometimes, but getting on to another DC, potentially DCEU, we don't know if it's connected or not yet. Project is the Batman, which I heard a report. It might not actually be called the Batman anymore, but the Penguin is all but officially confirmed to be the villain. And what I mean by that is pretty much everyone has confirmed it is the penguin except the actual writer of the movie so <laughs> yeah <laughs> and there might be a secondary con- ability too, a, what do you think about that lot, actually um <laughs> um yeah he keeps a pretty yeah. tight lip um so what do i think about the penguin being potentially being a villain he, yeah how do you feel about um penguin? i'm happy because i'm happy that he's given another shot because one I can't I can't remember his name but the but the but the actor that plays him on Gotham he he sort of made that character his own um and he did something different with that character but it also still feels like penguin and I've been dying to see that done in a movie I've been dying to see gangster penguin proper you know what I mean my yeah. boss penguin the penguin with the shotgun and the umbrella the penguin that like yes, Arkham, penguin. Arkham penguin exactly like Arkham penguin and I think it's a good, I think he's a good, because I, I still feel, and I know that the rumors are out there too, I still feel like there's going to be other villains, whether it be two more or one more. I think he's strong enough to lead, to be the main villain of a movie on his own, but I also think that makes him even more stronger if there's someone else there with him, sort of like how they do in the comics and even in the Arkham games. He's strongest when he has someone else to play off of and he has someone else to team up and do villainy with. You get what I'm saying? Um, no, I, I, f- I definitely mm-hmm. get what you're saying. I wish it was a penguin, though. Yeah. I just, I feel like penguin's been done a few times, you know, 
I, I feel like, yeah, he got good exposure on Gotham. He's been done in the previous, you know, the Burden movie. I would have preferred seeing a character we haven't yeah. seen before, honestly, because, like, I, I thought we were getting Deathstroke initially. Mm. He was supposed <laughs> to be the original, like, OG villain for Josh, the Batman you gotta film. you got to stop doing this to me, man. Now was... you got to stop doing this to me, man. We, we get it, man. It was, <laughs> there was great stuff lined up, and it's never happening. <laughs> I, also, I also really was hoping we'd get... I, I don't know. A lot of people wanted the Court of Owls, but I didn't really want the Court Not of Owls. I was hoping yet. we'd get... Yeah, I mean, I would have liked to see maybe, you know, Hush, potentially, or Clayface. I've always been a huge Clayface fan, just because I feel like you can really mm-hmm. push that detective element with someone like mm-hmm. Clayface. And it could be a sympathetic um, story, because he's a, you know... Yeah, and yeah. I, would, I would love to actually see something where it's like, there's a bigger villain at mm-hmm. play using Clayface. So, like, Clayface is, like, posing as someone. Mm-hmm not knowingly like he's like hip like hypnotized <laughs> yeah. something like that and then you could do like the mad hatter is a real villain or something oh screw you, know, like, you you watched the so much you can you. Do. they do that in this episode yeah what, they... really i don't uh, i don't know oh, what you're talking up. about but <laughs> <laughs> but i just feel like there's so much more you can do mm-hmm. than uh using the penguin again even though if they do the penguin in more of like the crime boss kind of way you can do some interesting stuff yeah. with that I'm also really curious. I would love to see them flesh out the criminal underworld mm-hmm. more if this is connected to the other DC movies just because we know the Joker is like a pimp crime boss mm-hmm. dude. So like how do the other like are there a bunch of other crime lords like the penguin maybe that fit into the Gotham underground like how does that work? <coughs> oh, I'm that really sounds curious. like a good especially cuz we're getting black like mask. A good, uh, so, editorial like, right there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sounds like a pretty good editorial. Um, <laughs> um, to go to go back to the villain discussion, even though we're still on it, I am with you. Even though I said I'm I'm interested to see the penguin, I don't want it to be the penguin, not solely the penguin. Um, I completely agree. Penguin's been done already. He's being done great on Gotham. Penguin can have a break. You know, I I much rather, like you said, I would love for them to flesh out. Um, the underworld, the, the the crime world, and I think that you know, like you said, Deathstroke. It it pains me to know that they were going to do Deathstroke. Ben Ben Affleck was going to use Deathstroke. They had the costume ready. He was casted, and it was going to be based off of the game. It was going to be like a game of cat and mouse. That is perfect, and. Give me Hugo Strange. Hugo man. Strange, dude. I, I've been watching Young Justice, and I said the same thing. Hugo Strange would be perfect because they could... No, I've been saying this since the Arkham games because they used him and they hyped him up as dude, the main villain before dude, the twist. Dude, it's it's a lot that they can do. Like That's what makes the Batman Rogue Gallery so dope is that they're all villains that can carry their own. You know, I'm not saying like Mad Hatter. Hell, even Mad Hatter could carry his own if they made it like a trippy, you know, Batman. Yeah, yeah if you write it right. If you write it right. You know, but but um, but like you said about the Court of Owls, I'd like to see the Court of Owls done, but just not yet. And the only reason I say not yet is because they're starting to saturate them a bit. They don't have that. Yeah, I'd rather them be in a Nightwing movie anyways. Since the New 52, technically the Court of Owls have more of a direct line with Nightwing than they do with Bruce. They do. They do. But Nightwing was supposed to be a talent. So they can play exactly. with that. Exactly, they can play with that. But see, only reason I'd like it, I'd like it to be 
Well, it could be both. Like, you know, Nightwing could be in a Batman movie and it could affect them both. But all I know is when I read that first issue, the New 52, well, that first arc, and Batman yeah. was being put through the ringer. And he and they have you turn the comic as he's as he's diving deeper into madness. Like you have to physically turn the comic because the panels are upside down. That that's the type of insanity and horror that I want to see Bruce deal with because Gotham is a is a effed up place, man. Gotham is really yeah, but they don't always make no, you they feel don't. That. They want you to think exactly. it's Chicago, but exactly. it's like that's how it should be. Gotham should be an effed up place, and we started to see yeah, like Chicago got mm-hmm. chance. Gotham got yeah. Batman. <laughs> I ain't gonna mention Kanye on this podcast. I already Chicago's did. Chicago's but... <laughs> got Chance. <laughs> That's funny. Um, chance would totally be against Batman. Um, but like, like they sort of started to do with BVS, where the human trafficking thing, like where that the, the sex ring is going on, like the human trafficking ring. Gotham is a dirty place. Yeah. It's like there's a lot of t- villainy and bad stuff that happens, and it's not. I'm not saying I need to see all of that. I just would like to see Batman. I'd like to see him fully reflect on that in a movie. You know what I mean? Because in the Nolan movies, yeah. we knew that Gotham was how. What was the phrase they were using? Gotham's like a cancer or whatever they were using. But we never really saw him have to deal with that outside of the first movie when he's in the Narrows. I want to see them really dive into that, especially with the fact that we know. Well, I don't know where Matt's going to take it, but we know that this is a Batman that's seasoned. He's seen a lot of ish. He's dealt with a lot. Well, you hear the recent rumors where it might be a younger Batman. Supposedly, they they want to cast mm-hmm. a a guy, no, uh, like a, mm-hmm. a young guy. I heard those rumors though. There might just be flashbacks, like flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so they can preserve like Ben Affleck see, more. See, so funny speak, you say and, uh, that. I presented that idea to. We did it. We did. On it we did. Back. And I presented that idea to somebody, and people were trying to say I was crazy. I was like, listen, I was like, I'm not saying that you need to use the um the de-aging technology but if there's a way where ben could still be batman but we see someone else or a de-aged version of him in the suit for a majority of the movie and he's trying to figure out a crime that connects to the present day and what happened in the past you've got me sold just on that alone yeah that would have been cool like what if batman's first case like something from that comes back mm-hmm. to haunt him right like, that would have been cool. Plus, I just saw a picture of Ben Affleck, and he is not in any way, shape, or form no, in he's Batman not. shape. So, it's funny, because um, every time I see him, I'm like, oh, Ben. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, like, that's how I can confirm that he's, like, not playing yeah. Batman yet, officially, because, um, yeah, that's, that's who won't yeah. fit. That's all I'm going to say. That's, that's yeah, and if, they, and if they did try to get him to do it, he'd have to do like he did with the Justice League reshoots and just puff up his chest. <laughs> just suck it in and puff up his chest. <laughs> yeah, they have to give him what they gave... Uh, Ladies back in the day and like oh the girdle the girdle they have to give him the girdle yeah hold the yeah, stomach in yeah I mean I'm glad you know I'm glad he's he's doing good he's healthy but he's not he's not in Batman shape right now and um, yeah he's been on record before saying that he wasn't a big the biggest fan of getting in that shape he just wanted to eat a burger and I, I respect it you know so but if there's a way that they can do it where we could just see him in a double breasted suit like Ben Affleck. To see him in like a, a, a suit the whole time and then see someone else in the bat suit, I'd be down. I'd be down with it. Yeah. Also, if they could find a way to set up Batman Begins, I wouldn't be upset. That's, that's not Just happening, saying. man. You got you got a I'm, you got a better I'm, chance of them setting that up very early, like soon in Young Justice. And I don't know anything. I'm just saying you got a better chance of them setting that up. Honestly, I'd be do- I'd be down for that. Like if Bart secretly has like a a contact in the future that gets brought to the past and yeah. turned against or yeah. I don't know. 
That'd be yeah, pretty that cool. Ba- that bad fam's expanding though on the show, so we got some stuff coming. But um, but yeah, the, as far as the movies go, um, I know we're still on that. You know, I don't really know who I'm. I'm down to see whatever villain Matt Reeves is ready to give us. I just don't need to see. I don't need to see Rachel Ghoul. I don't need to see Two Face just yet, even though I really want to see another Two Face. I definitely don't need to see. Um, no I don't need to see Joker. As much of a crime as it is that we have Ben Affleck as Batman and Jared Leto as Joker, and they're not going to see the screen together. They've never seen the screen together um, as Batman and Joker. Um, that's a crime. Except for that deleted scene in BVS that was taken out. I, I think I know what scene you're. I think I you know, know what I'm talking, talking about. Talking about the flashback. The one. Yeah, the one where he like is like beating the shit out of the Joker and like the origin of why Joker got the tattoos after he killed Jason and stuff and why Wayne Manor was burnt down and all that stuff. That was confirmed to be real? Yeah, it was like a deleted scene. Like they didn't actually like They didn't shoot it, but it yeah, was like, in it the was, script is what you're saying? Yeah. It okay. was supposed to be the original part okay. of the movie. But it was But taken even out. so, it never happened. And that's a shame. I mean Zack Snyder said it 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 happened. He just said it wasn't filmed. That's so. what I'm saying. Josh, that's what I'm saying. It's that we're not gonna see it. We're not gonna see it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and it's like it's it's frustrating. That's that's frustrating. But um just give me whoever. I wouldn't mind seeing Man Bat, but at the same time I don't know. But you could do a lot of prosthetics for Man Bat. Um I was about to say I don't know if I wanna s uh, I was going I don't think I, I don't I don't know Bat. if I, I don't know if I, I want something either. more personal. I, I want it personal too. Cause Superman's like right across the lake now, basically. So I I don't want something that like would even give a reason to tempt Superman's involvement. You know, yeah, what I'm but like, that ha- like I feel like Man Bat Superman might be just a little nosy like and could, be like, oh, it's a boring. They could just day. ignore that. You know what I mean? Like they could just establish like Bruce just says Clark knows not to come over here unless I ask for help. You know what I mean? He's like Clark don't want to come over here no more. I got that kryptonite right, spear. Right, but it would be funny just the thought of seeing Batman like grappling on the Man Bat, chasing him around the city when he could just call Clark and be like, hey man, can you just come knock him out of the sky real quick? Just like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, just hey, can you just shoot a little little laser beams yeah. over here? Just a little heat vision, real yeah. quick. Um, from your apartment. Don't even have to take five yeah. seconds. Um, I want to see Kite Man. That's who I want to see. Just because, just because of how great he was in Rebirth. I want to see Kite Man. Did you ever read that? I did. I'm I'm actually upset. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> He's great, man. He's great in it. He's like I'm Kite Man. Uh, I want to see that. I want to see. See, it sucks because I want to see a, a Riddler put to live action, but we've got a good one on TV, and they did him years ago. I don't know. I, I, I want something more personal. Um, I'd be cool with Owlman if they were to use it to like set up the Court of Owls in like a Nightwing spinoff or something mm-hmm. like that. I think I'd be cool with that because they did the the Owlman New Fifty Two, where it was like secretly Bruce Wayne's potentially like long lost brother. Basically, mm-hmm. um, I thought that was like a pretty cool twist when they did it at the time. But see, but if you do time, that, you've I mean, got to bring... That's a Justice League movie. <laughs> you've got to... Yeah, nah. man, because he's Earth-3. He's a part of the crime syndicate. No, no, no. It's a different Owlman. It's uh, Owlman related to the Court of Owls. Oh, you're talking, the, I, I, you're talking about the second part of Court of Owls? Like the Night of the Owls? The second part? The second arc of that story? Yeah, where it was oh, like the yeah. guy who's like Mayor Lincoln yeah, something. Yeah. And it was secretly revealed he's Bruce Wayne's Lincoln brother. Lincoln March. I think that's what his name is. Something like that. Yeah, Lincoln March. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay, yes. Okay, yes. I would like to see that, actually. I completely forgot about but that yeah, because I always you just could... read the Court of Owls and then I stop. <laughs> I always just reread that. Yeah, Yeah, because you can... You don't even have to have him be Owlman. You can just set up the character of Lincoln mm-hmm. March. And, uh, you know, the fans will take it from there. 
really it for the episode. I wish we could have talked about Shazam, but the trailer didn't come out today. Yeah, I know. That'd be great if we were able to talk about it. Like, if we, you know, had a hat. Yeah, if we were able to see the trailer, Somehow. you know, because we obviously have no idea what's going on yeah. in the trailer. You suck, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but you know what's uh, funny, actually? Um, before before you end it, um, I'm actually yeah. I'm actually on board with your Lincoln March idea because I remember something that they did in that comic too was show how other people interacted with how other people like the other adults and and higher up business people in that world interacted with him because if i remember correctly they showed bruce and uh lincoln when they were younger or and they show they, they do a couple things in that story i can't remember what they do i'm gonna have to reread it i'm on board with your idea though i'm on board with your idea but yeah since this is our first episode back for super friends uh leave a comment so we can do viewer questions for next week's episode also go listen to us if you're still listening to now which you know if you are shout outs to you uh tell me what your favorite cookie flavor is you can listen to this on soundcloud and spotify so not just youtube if you're listening to segments but comment below what you guys thoughts and uh yusuf i'll let you any final thoughts you might have um you know just excited to finally be on the podcast we've been trying to get it together for a minute um it's great to peek my head out from behind the scenes every now and then every now and again um next week though i know i've sort of did like a long spiel a spiel on it already but that was just mainly the first episode next week i really want to do a young justice deep dive since we'll be at the mid-season finale so that'd be dope um look out for that and you know just keep looking out for my videos man i put a lot of hard work into editing these videos so you know watch the videos that's all i got (laughs) All right, well, we'll catch you guys next week.